Good day, good day. Welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today I have with me the amazing, the talented Dillis Victoria. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. How are you? Hi, Anika. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, honey? I am good. I am good. Um, I want you to tell the listeners who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do. Dillis Victoria, I am a publicist and media story coach. What I do is I teach aspiring influencers how to get media bookings by sharing their powerful story that reveals the most exceptional parts of themselves after overcoming struggle. The reason why I do it is because throughout my whole entire life, I've been through so many different challenges. And the one thing that I realized about myself is regardless of how hurt I was by people, um, but however many traumas I've experienced by people, it never, ever stopped my love and compassion for helping other human beings. So why not help other people overcome the struggle and help them share their story in a way to release fear, guilt, shame, and free themselves from holding themselves in bondage and just being able to just live a life of abundance and happiness and peace. So of what you just said, what resonates with me is release, guilt, shame, and bondage. How is it that mm-hmm. you were able to use those, those powerful words that paralyze so many? Um, how, do you, how are you able to turn that around and make that um, a business or a concept or a success for business owners? Because everyone has their own specific experience, gifts, talent that they were given by the Almighty. And we come in different shapes, sizes, experiences, thoughts, processes, actions, lives. And we are individuals that have unique calling and purpose. And within that calling and purpose, you are the only person that possesses what you have. And it is your right to own it and make it just expands into amazing, beautiful things, such as trying to get into a business opportunity where you can actually help other people in your own authentic way. So my job as a publicist and media story coach is to help my clients position themselves as experts in their authentic purpose, where no one else on this planet can do the things that they can do in the way that they do it. So due to the fact that they've been through so many different struggles in life, they're the only ones that can talk about it based on experience, trial and error, falling and getting back up. And once they're able to do that and still come up on top and never give up on themselves, stay determined and focused and have faith, then you can actually turn your opportunities into businesses and um, you know everything else that you want to see come to fruition. Whatever desire you have in your heart, you can turn them into reality. And one thing that you state is that you're able to remove blocks. What does that Mm -hmm. mean to remove blocks? Because I know what it means for me, but what does that mean? And and how are you able to do that? For me, since I'm an empath, what I do is I go deep into um, a spiritual realm of being and I help other people go deep as well within themselves where they are able to um, be open and hold themselves accountable and be responsible for their own healing and their own forgiveness and and their own happiness. And to know that, you know, whatever happens in the past, not that it's not important anymore, but 
your present and your future is much more important than the past. And if you're living in the past, then that becomes your present. So for me, it's helping them realize that, yes, the situation did happen and they're here. And I remind them of all the accomplishments that they've, they've had. Um, you know, sometimes I have my clients go back and look at specific testimonials from people that they've worked with. And if there's something that is consistently said about that person, I actually pinpoint that specific thing for them and say, okay, well, you've actually helped this person overcome that. And that is based on what you've struggled with and what you've overcame. And so you've done the work. So it's just continuously motivating them and encouraging them in that way where they are pretty much reach, like, you know, just changing the mindset of who they thought they were and accepting and embracing who they are at this point in life. Hmm. Wow. So what made you, <laughs> I mean, cause I get it. I get who, who I thought I was and who I am now, who I used to be and who I'm trying to be. I get all that. Mm -hmm. um, and so mm -hmm. it took me a, a long time to get that. And even people in my life helped me get that, including you, yeah. because it's, you know, it's something that we can't do on our own. And, and sometimes that means shedding people, getting out of our environment, even letting go of mm -hmm. the perspective or perception of what we think we're supposed to be and have. And, um, and that, that looks so different than what we are destined to be. Um, yep. So I, I totally, I totally get that, why it's necessary and who needs it. But my question to mm -hmm. you is, what made you decide mm -hmm. to do this? Because you're not just a publicist. You're not just a, a media mm -hmm. story coach. You, you, what you do is literally um, dissecting people, healing people, um, telling people's story um, mm -hmm. in a way that, that allows them to maximize and even profit on adversity and, and who they were in their past. Um, but what made you decide to turn this into a business? Like what about what you do? Where did it come from? It came from um, going through a near-death experience. I almost died seven years ago. I had fibroid tumors that got infected and it shut down my whole entire system. And I was in the hospital for 13 days. And something shifted in my energy and my spirit where I had some form of calling on my heart that says, okay, if you survive this situation, you know your responsibility and your obligation now is to help other people that are going through so many things in life. And I was sitting in the hospital at the time going through what I was going through and I was watching TV. And that's when my um, dislike for television came up, came up in me because I was watching so much depression, anxiety, sadness, and, and just, you know, homicide and suicide and all these things taking place in life itself all around the world. And I, I felt like I had to do something about it. So I said to myself, if you are able to overcome this and, you know, walk away from this healthy, start a new chapter in your life, your job is to help other people through this situation because not so many people go into the hospital with an infected fibroid that shuts down your whole entire system and lives to tell the story uh -huh. that's happened so for me i felt as if though i had to share my story and just let people know you know 
you only have one life. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we want to go, when we are not that fed, with peace and happiness and love. We don't want to leave this earth, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and I didn't. Or, uh-huh. you know, put ourselves in a space where we have so many regrets and we didn't jump because fear. We have so much fears that we, we didn't allow ourselves to come outside the box to get outside of our comfort zone because we, we're so afraid of the unknown. So me almost crossing over to the other side was the unknown. And so I know what that feels like. Now I know it's my opportunity to jump, be stretch and do all those things and to be the perfect example for other people to know that they can do the same. I love it because, you know, I ask every woman that comes on my podcast, you know, how did you get to where you are or what made you? And it's always a, um, it's always a problem, a tragedy, uh, a mm-hmm. sexual, physical assault or mm-hmm. a health crisis. It's always a crisis. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I want listeners to understand is that, you know, we all go through things and a lot of times it makes us want to give up. It makes us want to say, woe is me. You know, it makes us, mm-hmm. um, it paralyzes us. It, it, it makes us stuck. You know, we give up on relationships. We give up on our health. We give up on you know, our business and we just, you know, succumb to getting a job or, you know, trying to be normal, you know, or whatever that looks like. And exactly. we, we misinterpret what all of it means, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm listening to you tell your story, you know, and it's funny how that revelation can come at so many different times, so many different ages, so many different concepts in so many different ways, mm-hmm. but you are able to make sense of it. and and turn it into a business. Um, so oh, what I want you to do, I want you to tell people um, what types of things you do, because for me as a business owner, I get the concept of what you do, but I think that that limits, um, it kind of minimizes your job. Mm-hmm. Tell listeners what, what types of things you do other than writing a media story or like what exactly is a publicist? And, and what types of things do you do? And also shed light on your profile for me. Sure. For me, a publicist is a person that represents you on your behalf because as a business owner, we wear so many hats, especially as entrepreneurs. And I am a publicist for the underdog. I'm a publicist for those who are just not starting out or they're like in mid of their businesses and they're not sure, you know, what their title looks like, what their media story looks like, what their bio looks like and how to put it together for it to make sense where they can be identified as, you know, this powerful, amazing human being that has an amazing product and service. So what I do is I put all of that stuff together in a very powerful and effective way where it actually speaks volumes of the human being, of everything they've been through in life and how they decided to just like link it to a business to inspire other people. And so it's twofold. It's on the personal level and a professional level. The personal level is me being the empath and a human being and, and a fellow entrepreneur caring about you as an individual, not as a business, but as an individual. Because if you're not good mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and creatively, then you can't do the business that you set out to do. So my job is to make sure that you are 100% clear, focused. I ask you specific questions. I give you a, um, a questionnaire where you actually 
tell me who you are and tell me what your purpose is. And then I, in turn, turn all of those things into your media story. And then on top of that, too, sometimes there's clients that want to be on specific media platforms. So I ask you, who is your favorite media platform or host that you would like to connect with and why that person is so important to you? And I try to work on getting that connection. Or depending on what type of industry you're in, be it a coach, a speaker, author, influencer, um, you know, anything of that nature, whatever industry you're in, I try to align you with that specific media outlet or people that are um, podcasters and bloggers and so on and so forth that only speak that language. That way you can actually shine confidently and courageously when you're sharing your story and your area of expertise, as well as research speaking opportunities, panel discussions, um, or even helping you create your own media platform, if that's what you choose to do. But just making sure that everything that I offer with your services and, and products are concerned when I'm pitching you, lines up, makes sense, and people can identify you as that expert in your authentic purpose. Okay. Um. I get it because the hardest thing to do as a entrepreneur or a woman or a speaker is to talk about yourself, represent yourself or market yourself. And mm -hmm. I think that that's what makes it so important about what you do. But that's why I say that a publicist is bigger than just being that person that markets you. It's that person that gets to know you, that pulls you out of yourself so that the best mm -hmm. part of you can shine. Yep. Like I say, you know, it's pretty much helping you reveal the most exceptional parts of yourself that will cause shifts and it will cause fear and courage for people who are listening to you, people who are admiring you, uh, people who feel that you inspired them and you want to leave them with something memorable where they can always look to you as that go-to person or as the solution that they need to come to every time they have some form of an issue, depending if it's something personal or something professional, because with business is twofold. You know, people have to want to like you, trust you, believe you in order for them to want to work with you or, you know, hear whatever you have to say or buy your product or your service. So you have to learn how to build the relationship in the most authentic way. And for me, it's important to get to know people for who they are first as human beings instead of getting to know a person as a client, consumer, or customer. Because that initial connection, the first connection, hey, how are you doing? How's life going? How's everything going for you in your life? Means so much to a person as opposed to, here's my product, here's my services, here's my pricing. Mm -hmm. That's a turnoff. Are you saying that every people that sit there in inbox, inbox and, and shove stuff down your throat, you saying don't do that? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that done to me and and some people like I have to school them like like thanks for being amazing I think you're an amazing human being for doing all the stuff that you're doing <laughs> and putting your business out there but at the same time let me explain something to you I, I, I tell people all the time like you don't know if I'm allergic to your products or, or whatever it is that you're offering you don't know if I have the money to buy it, you don't know if I'm going through some form of a crisis. You're not even asking me questions about myself, who I am, like what I do on a daily basis. You're not trying to get to know me. You're not trying to ask me what I do. All you're doing is copy and pasting and inboxing everybody 
and they mama. And, and to me, that's a turnoff and you're not going to get recurring customers that way, nor get customers at all, because you have an agenda. It is not intentional. It's not authentic. It's not heart-based. I just, I'm laughing because I don't ever want to be referred to as a human. Like, <laughs> I know I'm human, but I, I hope that what, like you said, is in the process of relationship building. And that's the part of being a business owner that a lot of people don't understand is that being a business owner or entrepreneur is not about making money. It's about making an impact. Mm -hmm. And which one Mm -hmm. are you doing? Because if you're in it for the right reasons, then you will prosper. If you're not, you will suffer, you know? Yes, exactly. It's it's true. That's the bottom line, right? It is the bottom line. And and to me, I mean, it, it took me... I've been doing this for about three years now. And this year took me um, the time for me to actually be completely successful, doing my business full time on my own, you know, making stuff happen. Of course I'm making money, but I'm also making a huge impact. And, you know, to me that's huge. And I have clients that I I didn't have to go and search for them. They saw everything that I was doing and how I was helping my other clients and what it meant to them. And they were like, you know, there's certain things that you said about this person or, or uh, what their media story looked like that really resonated with something in me. And I want you to do the same thing that you did for her. I want it to be done for me. So what are your, what are your prices? What are your packages and all that stuff? I never really had to go and market myself. I just was just regular girl on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If someone friend requests me, it's thanks for being amazing. Hope you're having a great day. If someone has a product or an event taking place, I will go ahead and I will share it out to my network. Even if the person is in the same industry as I am, I have other publicists that, you know, I know and I give them shout outs because to me it's about community and not competition. We're all publicists, but we just do very different things. Mm-hmm. And that's where, and, that's where it is. And that's so, it's so great that you said that because, you know, we talk about the saturated you know, market of coaching and things. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it doesn't matter that there are so many, but they all specialize in something different. And that's why I asked you, what Mm -hmm. do you do? Because the media story, you know, everybody's not able to be good at the same thing. So you can have multiple people Mm -hmm. that you use for different reasons that that have the same title, Mm -hmm. but you really have to take the time to get to know each individual, each entrepreneur, each woman for their gift. And I respect that. I totally and I think for me that. too, because like piggyback of what you said just now, Anika, about everything being so oversaturated, especially with social media, everyone is speaking the same damn language. Uh-huh. So for me, it's just breaking that apart and going left when everyone's going right and using different words, different content, different messaging, different different ways of how we speak and how we act and how we how we just live life uh-huh. to me. You don't, you don't you you can go against the grain and do something different. You don't Ooh. have to go by the rule of thumb. Yes. I'm over I'm, I'm, I'm I've sorry. always been the person <laughs> it's all good. I'm not a person to conform and you know, I work on helping my clients just think outside the box and if the box doesn't fit them, break down the damn box and just turn it into a square, a triangle, a rectangle, you know, paint a different color jump over whatever the hell you got to do with that box is concerned make it your own make it your own and don't compare yourself to other people because at the end of the day you don't know that person sacrificed that person's story how much that person invested 
And I'm not speaking about financial investment. I'm talking about emotional, psychological, mental. So Uh to me, that there in itself is just making whatever your business is your own. Yep. Um, I want you to shed some light on any part of your story that you want people to know. Because in every woman that's on the show, there is a Mm -hmm. something that, 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 um, let me think, softens their heart. And what softens your heart? Like, what's your mission? What's your story? What's something about you that you want listeners to know and to take with them that will inspire them to, like you said, uh, make their own box? For me, for a very long time, I was a people pleaser, and that's due to being sexually molested from the age of 7 to 14. And I didn't feel valuable. I didn't feel worthy. Nothing that I did for myself was good enough. And I self-sabotaged in so many different levels of my life. So when I came into my awakening and awareness, like my life has been so much different since I actually was able to take responsibility and accountability of owning my truth and creating the life that I wanted to live. But it came with time and giving myself some grace. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't give themselves grace. They don't pat themselves on the back. And they put themselves last, especially us as women. We're moms, we're wives, we are business women, entrepreneurs. We want to run around with a damp cape and stilettos. But then sometimes <laughs> we, don't. <laughs> we don't give ourselves time to just like, mellow out and you know we're always feeling guilty about this not being done and that not being done and I have to learn to just sit with myself and just say okay Dillis it's okay for you not to wear the stiletto in a damn cake put the, put the crap in the closet and just go lay down in the bed I have you know? a picture of like me running with a cape and stilettos because I joke about the cape all the time but I do not joke mm-hmm. about stilettos you will not catch me in stilettos but yes Hi. I agree, I agree. I totally agree. So, so it's just giving, our, giving ourselves grace as women and putting ourselves first and making sure that we are priority. And the other thing is um, three weeks ago, I had to have a hysterectomy done. So I had my uterus taken out. And I wrote a letter to my uterus thanking her for her service because we've been through so much together, even though she wreaked havoc all my goddamn life. <laughs> and, I knew it was coming. You know, I <laughs> you know, and I had to make peace with myself because I had to say, okay, well, not because you lost your uterus doesn't define you as that doesn't define you as a woman. It doesn't take away your womanhood. It doesn't mean that you're not a mother because I'm an earth mother. It doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have a place in this world. So it's just teaching me to be patient with myself and nurture myself more and learning when to sit the hell down and stop pushing all the time because we we, we, we push so much it's like push 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 and with this and i know i need to attest to it like you've been over here typing away on the laptop doing work and our bodies are like you know what chick we gonna shut your behind down like right now this minute push the laptop away i swear to you and i'm just sitting there but I'm not doing anything, and I just have to learn to give myself that grace. So give yourself some grace, ladies. Just, just know that it's okay. Do not feel guilty if you just want to go and take a bubble bath, and you know you just want to throw the kids in the closet for five minutes. It's okay. You can do that. It's okay if you know you don't want to cook dinner, and then you just hand your husband the menu and say, "Go order takeout. I'm gonna go and take a bath." 
that's your right to do so. It's your right to do so. I am over here dying laughing, listeners, because Dillis has actually been my coach through this recovery process. So she had her surgery three weeks ago, and I had my surgery two weeks ago. And the universe aligned us together because I saw mm-hmm. her, her live video in the hospital. And I was like, this is the woman that is telling her story about what I'm going through. And everybody in my life was minimizing it. And I was really mm-hmm. scared and nervous and upset. And through your recovery journey, it gave me strength. And now every day, Dillis mm-hmm. tells me to sit down somewhere and stop yep. working because yep. we, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm constantly putting my cape on and feeling like, okay, if I don't do it now, then it's going to pile up and then it's going to become overwhelming and then I can't deal with it. And then yes. I'm going to lose this and I'm going to lose that and I need to do this. And I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting, but I have three screens in front of me and, you know, yes. and I, I was dying laughing because we're guilty and um, we don't mm-hmm. give ourselves grace and we don't have mercy and we don't allow our, ourselves to heal. And when we sit and think about all that we've been through, we're like, well, this isn't that bad. I've been through worse, but ultimately right. you know, the body does give up and give in. And like you said about your mm-hmm. accident and, and, you know, facing the crossroads, we, we push until, until we, we can't push anymore and then it's too late. And, and we mm-hmm. have to start giving ourselves more grace and I'm guilty. And I laugh out of guilt because it's so yep. hard to stop. It's yep, just, it is very hard to stop. It's like an addiction. It, it's so hard it's to like stop. It's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. And, um, and once it, you start, it's just like, okay, well, when do I slow down? Because I'm, I'm sure you can assess to this, Anika. There are times when you're working on your business and you have such a focus and a goal in mind that food doesn't even look, you don't even look at food. Mm-hmm. You wait, you, you're on the laptop, nine o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you're done 11 p.m. at night and you're like, uh, did I eat today? Did I go to the bathroom? What did I do? Because I asked my, my future wife, I'm like, babe, did I go to the bathroom today? She'd be like, uh, maybe once or twice. I'm like, okay, well, what's the bathroom? Did I eat? She was like, exactly. I was trying to get you behind the eat, but you were so focused, you just ignored me because we're in that exactly. zone. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to work on the balance of not being on a zone all the time. So for me, what I started doing is I would only work four hours a day per week. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, I would take that time to experience life, go outside, feel the sun on my face, you know, be one with Mother Earth, go, go and have ice cream and go to the beach and do these things because as entrepreneurs, we have the advantage and the opportunity to do so, even though it's a lot of work that we have to get done in order to make sure that the bills are paid and all the mm-hmm. things that we need to, to do to get done, but also it's an opportunity where you're not clocking in. You don't have to ask the boss, mm-hmm. you know, to sign for approval for your vacation. Or if you call out sick, it's a problem. No. We have invisible boundaries, which sometimes <clears throat> can be exactly. the death of us because we don't implement the boundaries that we need to mm-hmm. put in place. And you know, it's crazy that exactly. you talked about taking a break and eating. I actually take myself out to eat a lot and my husband doesn't understand it, but being that I'm a home business, sometimes I have to make myself unplug and pull out and also to date myself because, you know, prior to this walk, you know, I never had time to even be by myself except for commuting to work. 
And so now I take that time that, you know, I actually have a relationship with food. Like I will go out to eat at Olive Garden and sit by myself. And it's a thing because it's making me take a break and it is my form of self-care, you know? And you Mm -hmm. talked about work being an addiction. It really is. And a lot of us that have had addiction substitute, you know, I was a smoker until February, 20 years of smoking. And so now my addiction is to keep myself busy, keep my hands occupied, not think, not lose a thought and just go, 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 go. But it is completely detrimental to my mm-hmm. health and to my mind, you know? Yep. So, exactly. And, and that's very important that you can acknowledge that about yourself because some people are so caught up in everything that they're doing they're not listening to their body they're not listening to their mind they're not listening to their energy they're not actually in tune with it all and when body parts start dropping off and organs start bleeding <laughs> and they're going over the place and they're like well damn like because this is what happened to me when I ended up in the hospital seven years ago I was producing fashion shows and photo shoots for models all over New York City and I wasn't resting I wasn't eating right I wasn't sleeping and the fibroid just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was pregnant at the time with twins, which didn't develop because the fibroid was sucking a daylight life out of my poor uterus. Oh and my I had goodness. to go and have a DNC. So after I had the DNC, it was a domino effect where the fibroid became infected. And every night I was in the bed working on the laptop, not realizing I was having fever and chills. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's the air and, and I have allergies uh-huh. and this that next to me other. And I started having sharp shooting pains. And my friend was just like, you have an infection somewhere in your body. After they did the DNC, you need to go to the doctor. If it wasn't for her to tell me, go to the doctor. And for me to tell my doctor my symptoms, for him to rush me to the hospital, to set me up with IV and a whole bunch of antibiotics, my ass would be dead. I would have been dead. And so for me, that was a wake up call to like take my vitamins, drink my water make sure that I take the time to honor myself, give myself permission just to be, just to uh, be. Uh, uh, uh. I love give myself permission because I know I can discount myself more than anything. I can raise anybody mm-hmm. up from the dead, but I can sure discount anything that I need. Um, mm-hmm. and, and especially drinking water, resting, taking breaks, you know, not feeling like you have to do it all. But like you said, even the smallest medical issues that we have, like for me, I had these fibroids for probably 15 years. And, and I kept saying that something was wrong and I kept being dismissed and I kept being dismissed and I kept being dismissed. And I, I gave up until I was in the emergency room bleeding uncontrollably. And I was told within a three week period, Hey, uh, I hope you have all the kids that you want because we're taking your uterus. And I mean, what, mm-hmm. what options do you have at that point of, you know, saying goodbye to, to that, that part of your life and that ability and no longer having a choice mm-hmm. in the matter? You know, it is, I'm still probably processing more than I think. You know, I, I think in that three week time, I was going through a grieving uh, stage that nobody around mm-hmm. me needs to understand. You know, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that I have three kids. That's not the point. It's the point mm-hmm. of being a woman and having a choice. And when that choice is taken away from you, it is like being victimized all over again. And people don't mm-hmm. get that. You know, they don't get the, the yeah. things that we go through, what it means, 
you know, and, and what we need, you know, from it, you know? And so your letter to your uterus, I laugh because I get it. And it's (laughs) so powerful. And I mean, for you who, you know, you may not have birthed a child, but you have a story and, and so many women around me are going through fertility issues now. And I've never seen anything like it. I am like, I'm surrounded by twins and then also people with infertility issues. But also now since you started your journey with the hysterectomy and your lives and I started paying attention and joining support groups, I see women everywhere that are going through this. And I started asking my Mm -hmm. friends, what is going on in our world that all of these women have fibroids and tumors growing in our bodies like this? Like it shouldn't be so many of us having to lose our ovaries and uterus. Mm -hmm. Like what is wrong that all of us are getting sick like this? Yep. And it's so funny because for me, I remember I was 25 years old and it was my first time being pregnant and um, I was pregnant with twins and I miscarried one twin at three months and I was given the honor and the blessing of knowing what it it feels like to have a baby move inside your stomach and to feel the heartbeat and to connect with your child. And within five and a half to six months, I was cooking and I had to go and use the bathroom. And when I went to sit down, I felt something sliding out of me. And when I went to look down, it was the baby coming out of me and I had to catch it before it fell into the toilet. And that was traumatic for me because I was like, wow, like, I honestly wasn't prepared to be a mom. But when that baby was moving inside my belly, regardless of how much morning sickness I had and me and the Uh toilet were best friends and I couldn't go outside because, oh, my God, it was horrible. But at the same time, knowing that I was about to be a mom and to have that taken away from me, only God knows why. And I never complained about it or asked why because, you know, our Heavenly Father, universe, or whatever, however you yep. call him or whoever you say, he has knows a plan. that. Yep. He has a plan. But at that point in time, like, I didn't know what that plan was. and But I was fortunate to actually know what that felt like. To know what it felt like. And so I was very honored for that. And that's another reason why I thank my uterus because I've I've been pregnant three times, three times, you know, miscarried and then with a stillborn. And I'm able I was able to do that, but I knew that that was not my role that I was supposed to play in this life. But knowing that I was able to experience that, it gave me peace and comfort because now I don't have to question, you know, what does it feel yeah. like to be pregnant? What does it feel like yeah. to be a mother? Because mm-hmm. I, I know what I know what it means. And so many women go through that process and it stays with them and other women go through full term and they lose their babies. And it's the most traumatic experience. I've known women who still to this day, eight years, nine years later, are still traumatized and heartbroken. Like they have a hole in their heart because Mm -hmm. that piece is missing. Yep. That piece is missing. Mm And healing is, uh, there's no time frame, there's no limit. And, nope. you know, even in what you're doing and what I'm doing, it's so interesting how in our world, we're so lucky to get to talk to other people doing what we do, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. And how, mm-hmm. how we provide healing to each other, how our stories provide healing, how our platforms provide healing, because in all the things that we have gone through, it's, you know, the seasons change. The problems and the stories change, but we all have the same desire to love, to grow, to Mm -hmm. thrive, to flourish. And, you know, I just, I'm grateful for, um, for you for sure, because 
you know, it's so interesting how you don't know why God puts people in your place. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you weren't only put in my place for recovery. You were put in my place for life because I swear I can hear your voice even through your text messages. Um, did you do what you were supposed to do? And like, I'm like, all right, I got to go do what Dylan told me to do, y'all. So um, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's so interesting because you talk about not being a mother, but you know, sometimes your role is so much bigger than what you could ever imagine. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it's it's an awesome thing. So um, can you tell thank listeners you. what kind of, huh? I said, thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell listeners what other projects you got coming up? What you working on? Um, I, yeah, working on a couple of things. I'm actually working on a, a special holiday offer of um, helping clients who are ready to improve their uh, media story or don't have a media story. I'll help them create a media story as well as help them design their public relations media last speaker one sheet for them so that's one thing that I'm doing the other thing that I am doing is producing um, a sip and chat world tour Um, my another part of what I do is I have a sip and chat experience which is a movement where we're sip and chat world change and it is a motivational happy hour with a whole bunch of empowerment where I ask thought-provoking questions and people answer the questions and it's a memorable experience because it helps you to identify blocks and triggers in your life and how to go about removing those things around other people that may be going through the same thing as you. And it is a community of brotherhood and sisterhood where we all come together as human beings with no judgment, judgment judgment-free zone, with drinks and food. And we just talk about things that are bothering us and how they are affecting us in such ways. And then we just actually brainstorm and banter with each other about how we got over this situation because um, people go through various experiences that are the same, but their outcome is different. Yeah. So it's just saying, okay, well, this person went through this and this person went through this. How did you overcome this? How did you overcome that? This way, I did it this way. I did it that way. Okay, cool. Let's combine it and see if this will work for me and the steps that I use would work for you. And that's just how Super Chat Experience is. So the tour is taking place in March next year. The kickoff is in New York because that's where I founded, created Sip and Chat five years ago. And I will be in um, Tampa, um, Connecticut, Alabama, Virginia, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, as well as other places. Oklahoma. I have a cousin that lives out there. He's a I was going to does anybody go to Oklahoma? I mean, I watch Transformation Church out there, so that's how I know. But, you know, you don't hear Oklahoma. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm right. around the world, but stuck in the middle. But they need love, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So I'm doing that. And I'm in the process of writing my second book. Um, it's my memoirs about my life and everything that I've been through thus far. And um actually getting married next year me and my fiance we're getting married in july we're getting married in july so that is the other thing and just um living my best life living my best life love it love it love it and i love the sip and chat because you talk about blocks and triggers and you know i originally was a mental wellness coach and i i'm so 
on this movement of talking about issues, embracing labels, wearing them, showing them out, whatever it means, just being whatever you got to yeah. do. So um, yeah. I love that because we've got to find ways to reach, you know, people that need to be reached. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not a matter of wearing mm-hmm. masks anymore. It's a matter of taking them off and being proud of who we are and what we are, no matter what it looks like. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I like doing sip and chat and everything that I do in the most authentic way where no one feels intimidated. No one feels like they're better than anyone else. No one um, feels like their story is, you know, not better than anyone's story or worth less than anyone's story. Like it's pretty much about just everyone being on the same page, same platform, because we're all human beings and we've all been through some stuff. and your experience i may not be able to have survived your experience my experience you may not be able to survive my experience so just coming together and just being able to talk about everything that we've been through and be able to express and use our voice like you said no labels just use your power use your voice and learn to feel from and allow other people to be there for you because as human beings we have a problem with asking for help we have a problem with being vulnerable. And vulnerability yes. to me is a strength and not a weakness. Thank you. And this experience is one. <laughs> yes. Speaking my language. Yes. But okay. it's the truth. I mean, it's the truth. Yes. And, you know, we were so conditioned growing up, the generation before us, the generation before them, and generation before them, vulnerability to them was a weakness. You were not supposed yeah. to talk about anything. Everything is supposed to be swept on the rug. All the secrets are not supposed to be aired out. Don't expose the family business. Don't expose the family name. What no. goes on All in that house, house, that, that, house, that means exactly. because something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. for me, it was like I had to expose everything about myself and I had to take out all the skeletons out of my closet. And now when you go to my closet, it's shoes and clothes. That is it. There were no skeletons falling out, no skulls, none of that foolishness because I decided to set myself free. And that's what I want for everyone. Set yourself free. Who cares if you slept with Joe Schmo and this one? I don't care what you've been through in your life. I want to know that you are at peace. You're happy with who you are. You've overcome your struggles. You are a better person. You've learned from these experiences and you forgave yourself for them and you can keep it moving. Forgive yourself. Yes. That's something mm-hmm. so many people don't know what to do. Forgive yourself and ask for help. Okay. Like Those are the two things I love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we're yep. ashamed of the wrong things. And, you know, life mm-hmm. is about growing. You know, we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes, but we just got to learn from them and grow. And Mm-hmm. Some people refuse to grow, and we got to make sure that we surround ourselves by the right people. Mm-hmm. So, yep, I'm grateful that I'm surrounded by you. And uh, you can tell. I want you to um, tell listeners uh, what your um, how to find you. Your, okay, cool. your um, I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as Dillis, D-H-Y-L-L-E-S. Thank you, Mommy, for naming me that. I don't know what the hell it means, but it's great. <laughs> Love it. And uh, <laughs> my website is Dillis.com, D-H-Y-L-L-E-S.com. And my email address is info at Dillis.com. You can always reach me on Facebook, friend request me, and inbox me, and I will be more than welcoming and open to having a heartfelt conversation with you on life 
and just finding out who you are and just connecting with me and ask me any questions. I'm an open book. So sometimes when I'm being interviewed, something that I say resonates with someone and I normally you're like, okay, well, how did you overcome that? So if your um, inbox or introduction is asking me a question about myself or something that I said that resonated with you, ask away. Open book. Love it. Love it, love it. Well, I want to thank you for being here. And I will definitely have you on here in some coming months because you always got projects going on. And I definitely want to hear more about your book. So we definitely got to do that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And thank you for actually creating this platform for other people to come on and express their purpose and express their businesses, so on and so forth. And thank you for being such an amazing instrumental force of nature that you are, that you're helping other women and other human beings with your story, which is so powerful and, and so endearing and impactful. Like I feel like it's going to change so many lives and I just adore you. I think you're an amazing person. Thank you. Thank you. And I upgraded from you. Okay, I was going to Um, But yes, um, thank you so much. Um, and this is just the beginning. I tell everybody, but for real, you know that. So um, we'll be around. So listeners, I want to thank you yep. guys for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power. You got any last words, Dillis? Um, Be the best that you can be. And always remember that you only have one life because once that life is done, once you take your last breath, last breath, you cannot come back from it. So live every single second, minute, hour, week as though it was your last and make the best of every single day. Amen. I couldn't have mm-hmm. said it better. That's right. Live. Mm-hmm. Stop existing. So yes. thanks for tuning in, listeners. And uh, Anika and Dillis signing out. Have a powerful day.